unknown amount of time went by before Shelian slowly came to, along with Chu Qingxuan's consciousness. Before his eyes were open, he could already feel something rubbing against him, back and forth. As he sluggishly opened his eyes, he found that there were several hairy and foul heads. A band of those madmen surrounded his person, watching his face with nutty giggles and feeling him all over with their hands. Shelian was still fairly calm because he immediately determined that this wasn't a life-threatening situation. Those madmen were just a little filthy, not a threat. However, Shi Qingxuan was stunned and instantly wanted to push them away. Yet, there came loud clings and clangs of iron shackles and a coldness on his wrists and ankles. He couldn't move a limb. He looked up and it turned out that he was cuffed onto the wall by several iron chains as thick as a wooden club, his arms raised and suspended. Seeing the floors and ceiling, he was probably back at the nether water manor. Shilin could feel exactly what Chuchingshan was feeling, and it was a deep, searing pain in his head. He was just about to say, Lord Windmaster, be calm. I'll teach you how to break free from cuffs like these. When suddenly, he realized that he couldn't make a single sound. Perplexed, Shirin quickly diagnosed himself. A large portion of his spiritual power really had been lost. And although his spirit was still able to remain in Chuchingshan's body, he could no longer manipulate him not even voice any warnings. Could the powers he borrowed from Chang be all used up? Impossible. He knew exactly how much spiritual power it took to perform the soul-shifting spell. The powers that Chang had lent him could only be more and never less. Yet, he could sense that his spiritual powers were rapidly slipping away, driving him to anxiety. Just then, a raspy voice called out from across, Qingxuan. Shi Qingxuan's eyes were blurry, but when he bemusedly looked to where that voice came from, he saw that it was Shi Wudu who was calling him. He wasn't fettered by any iron shackles, but his white robes were filthy and unkempt. He was kneeling on the ground, and when he saw Shi Qingxuan come to, he showed a glad expression. He seemed to want to come over, but was instantly kicked down by someone next to him, forcing him to kneel anew. That man stood with his fists clenched at his sides, his expression cold and sinister, his skin so pale it brought shivers. It was Blackwater Demon Xuan, or rather He Xuan. Behind him was a divine altar, and four obsidian black and smooth urns stood serenely upon it. Father, mother, sister, fiancé. Two shredded fans were thrown onto the floor. It was the Windmaster fan 
the water master van. Prostrate, Hsuan said. Shu Wudu's eyes were fixed on Shu Qingxuan, and from his lips he uttered an answer. Fine. With that, he actually knelt before the altar and cowed hard over ten times before the urns soundly. Then, as he rose slightly, Hsuan stomped down on his head. He said coldly, Did I permit you to get up? The stomp instantly crushed Shawudu's head onto the floor, and he bled from his orifices. He gritted his teeth and said, No. The elder brother, who was once so proud that his head was never bowed, was now being trampled onto the ground by another. Although Shu Qingxuan knew that what he had done deserved a retribution ten times worse than this, blood was thicker than water, and in the end, he still couldn't bear to see him like this. Gur, he called out. Hearing his voice, Hsuan's chilling eyes swept over. Even if he couldn't raise his head, Shirudu knew that meek sound wasn't going to bring anything good. He immediately shouted, You be quiet. After pondering for a moment, Hsuan removed the boot from his head. Shirudu was filled with trepidation, but he couldn't get up. He groaned, Ching Xuan. Xuan languidly approached. Those madmen were terrified of him, and they scampered away, whimpering, though they were still sneaking glimpses at Ching Xuan, as if watching for something on his person. Ching Xuan was chained onto the wall, and he watched as that face, the one he should be more than familiar with, but was now dreadfully foreign, came closer with every step. Hsuan crouched down in front of him, paused, and then asked, Is the reverend of empty words scary? His tone was cool and impassive, but Shuqingxuan was bug-eyed, his lips quivering, unable to speak. The reverend of empty words back then was already extremely horrifying. Yet this person before him now, who had swallowed the reverend of empty words, was ten times, a hundred times, more terrifying than the nightmare of his younger years. But this terror was something he should have endured from the beginning. Hsuan, Shuudu spoke up. A man must answer for what he has done alone. It was my idea to use you to prevent his misfortune. This has nothing to do with my little brother. Hsuan sneered. Nothing to do with him? He stared at Shuqingxuan, unblinking, enunciating each word. Your little brother, an ordinary, common mortal, obtained the ability to ascend. His endless glory was stolen from my faith, plundered from my divinity. And you tell me that this has nothing to do with him? 
Every word was like a blade, and every blade pierced the heart. This was said for Shi Qingshan to hear, and even though Shi Qingshan already knew everything, he still bowed his head, feeling like he could never hold it high again in his life. Shi said with forced calm, Since you've always been by his side, then you should know very well that I didn't deceive you. He's not one to hide anything. He really didn't know anything about this. Hushuan sharply exclaimed, That's precisely why he's so contemptible. Why is he allowed to know nothing? Shi Qingshan's head was bowed even lower. What right did he have to suck another's blood, to trample another's bones, to reach the skies, and still maintain peace of mind, enjoying all such luxuries without any sense of burden? Hushuan added, He didn't know then, but is he still ignorant now? Shi Qingshan looked up and said, with a quivering voice, Ming Xiong, I... Shut up, Hushuan shouted. His face was almost savage. When Shi Qingshuan saw, a cold shiver went down his spine, and he fell silent. Hushuan whipped around and started pacing back and forth within the hall of Netherwater Manor, growling, I've given you chances. Shi Qingshan shut his eyes, clenching his fists. Xilian recalled that excessively furious, fine, very well, back at the town of Fugu, and that scene of Mingyi blocking Shi Qingshan's path to follow Pei Ming in going to the East Sea. Only every time Shi Qingshan had chosen to help Shi Wudu, he whispered, I'm sorry. Hushan stopped, he demanded. And what good is your apology? That row of four urns was placed squarely in front of Shi Qingxuan, as if they too were jeering at his feather light sorry, drilling misery into his heart, scorching his innards, like everything he said would be seen through. Shi Qingxuan begged, I know it's futile, but I... Hushuan said in a cool tone, But you what? You know it's futile, but you still want to express your utmost sincerity, hoping that you can move me, that I would let go of this grudge and dissolve this resentment. Shi Qingxuan hastily said, No, no, that's not what I meant. It's just, it's just I, I really am very sorry that I've wronged you. Really, Ming... He, young Master He, I know both my brother and I are in the wrong. At this point, there's no turning back, so... Hushuan was listening intently. So, he asked. Yet, at this very moment, any more words would only sound weak and pathetic. Shi Qingxuan tried desperately to come up with something, but drew a blank, unable to continue. Hushuan said coldly, Well talk, why did you stop 
So are you willing to die for your sins? Shi Qingxuan was taken aback. Shi Wudu couldn't listen anymore, and he shouted, He Xuan, the offender is me. It's the reverend of empty words. Qingxuan's sin doesn't deserve death. You. And who in my family has sinned? He Xuan countered. Who in my family deserved death? Shiwudu choked. Hushuan continued. Go on, tell me, are you willing? I am, Shuqingshuan whispered. Hearing this, Hushuan sneered. Since Shuqingshuan had his head bowed, Shilian couldn't see his expression. But even if he saw, he probably wouldn't be able to tell what he was feeling right at this moment. Then, Hushuan walked away with his fists by his sides. That band of madmen saw him leave and came to surround Shuqingshuan once more, hugging his arms and thighs, refusing to let go. Some were also pulling at his hair, some hooked around his neck, each of them with mad glints in their eyes, as if they wanted to stuff him alive into their stomachs. Even the Shilian had lived amongst the homeless before, he too felt his blood run cold, and he wondered, just who are these people? Why did Demon Xuan collect such a group of madmen here? However, Shi Qingxuan only silently endured the pushing and shoving of those madmen, tolerating their pulling and dragging, scared to make a sound. He Xuan watched with cold eyes for a while, then he spoke. Do you know who these people are? A few decaying stick-like fingers clawed at Shi Qingxuan's face and felt all over his person. But he didn't even dare to breathe. So of course, he hadn't the time to ponder who these people were, and so he shook his head. He Xuan answered, Vile fates, sordid fortune. Lives lower than beasts. Fates that can drive a man mad. A deep sense of chill crawled into Shelian's heart, and he could roughly guess what He Xuan planned to do. Shivudu also understood in a flash, his eyes bulging. You, he shouted. He Xuan stood between Shivudu and Shiching Xuan and said coldly, Now, I give you two options. He pointed at Shiwudu first. Option one, he said. You pick one from this crowd and exchange your brother's fate with them. Then, you make yourself disappear in the mortal realm. Shiwudu's eyes were growing bloodshot his shoulders starting to shake. He Xuan continued. Since you enjoy switching fate so much, you must be quite skilled at it. No need for me to teach you. If the reasons behind this move were disregarded, then it was truly malicious. Although Shi Qingxuan's original fate wasn't good enough to ascend, it was still a life that was filled with peaceful luxury and leisure.
looking at those madmen. They were either wrought with disease and rotten sores, or driven to madness by adversities. No matter what, it was clear that they were all those who suffered wretched and miserable fortunes. If Shi Ching Shuan was to exchange fates with any of them, wouldn't he fall into the same tragic state? Those were lives that could drive a man mad, and henceforth he would suffer endless agony and torment. It was obvious that Shavudu had failed to pass his heavenly calamity this time. And now that the affair with the Reverend of Empty Words had been outed, he would no doubt be banished. After being banished to the mortal realm, he would not be able to provide Shiching Shan with good fate any longer. A common mortal with his power stripped away, and a sordid man suffering vile fortune, how could they possibly continue to live their lives? Shiwudu huffed a breath and grit his teeth. And the second option, he asked. Khushan continued. The second option, you. This time, the one he eyed was Shiching Shuan. He slowly enunciated each word. I won't touch your fate. But here, in this place, chop off your brother's head for me. There was a clang. He threw a rusty blade onto the ground. Shiching Shuan stared at the blade, his eyes wide. Khushan continued. Then... Never show yourself before me again, and I will pretend that you've never existed in this world. A hatred so deep that it had seeped into his bones for hundreds of years finally erupted at the peak. Anyone could see the color of fervent madness burning in his eyes. Anyone could see that he wasn't bluffing. After a moment of silence, Shivudu croaked. I'll end myself. Let me end it myself. You have no right to bargain with me, Khushwan said. Shivudu looked at Shiching Shuan and mumbled miserably. You're asking for our lives. Shiching Shuan, however, wasn't as despairing as Shivudu was and said hurriedly, Go, go. Let's, let's just choose the first option, the first one. A moment later, Shivudu calmed down and responded, No, I choose the second one. Shi Chuan was dumbfounded. Why the second option? Can we both not live? Gur, I can't do it. I really can't, he said. Shivudu said furiously, Quiet. Don't you understand? To have me lose everything and watch you become a grimy creature. Do you think I can do it? Why don't I just go ahead and die from madness? Go, Shi Chuan exclaimed. Never mind. Living is still better than death. Besides, really, if you think about it, we've, we've lived for hundreds of years already. It's time to... It's time to... As he talked, he seemed to remember just how well he lived 
the past few hundred years and was so ashamed that he didn't dare continue. Khushwan was still coldly watching them. Shiwudu finally crawled to his feet, grabbed that blade that was spotty with rust and stumbled to the wall side. He grasped his younger brother's shoulder and said, Come. Then he whispered harshly, Go find General Pei. Ask him to take care of you. That blade was terrifyingly heavy and covered in rust. Never mind killing a man. Even killing a chicken would be difficult. If this blade was used to cut off anyone's head, but the executioner and the target would suffer great pain. Shi Qingxuan was so horrified that he couldn't keep a hold of it in his hands, dropping it a number of times on the ground. Never mind, Ge, never mind, he said. Didn't you tell me yourself? Everyone only cares for themselves in this world. Why would anyone take care of us? Haven't we always taken care of each other? Don't give this thing to me. Don't give it to me. Shuudu shouted. Cheng Xuan, don't be so immature. Then he smiled bitterly and said, Your brother's been named the Water Tyrant. You know this. Having summoned so many waves over the years, there's at least a thousand. I have enemies covering the heavens and the earth. It'd be better if I die. If I die, then nothing else will happen to you. If I don't die but have nothing, then that's truly a fate worse than death. If I'm not the water god, I can't take care of you. I won't even be able to protect myself. I'm scared that we won't even last two days. Take it. Shi Qingxuan was going to weep from horror and cried uncontrollably. No, I can't. I can't. I can't, girl. I can't. I really can't. Don't force me. Don't give it to me. Help. Help. He started screaming with every fiber of his being until he was hoarse, crying for help. Shuudu exclaimed, It's alright. Don't be scared, Ching Shuan. This won't hurt as much as exchanging fate or stripping spiritual power. Hushuan had been infinitely patient up to this point, but now he suddenly kicked down. Without warning, Shuudu was knocked to the side and he spat out a mouthful of blood, tumbling on the ground, unable to get up. Qingxuan yelled from the wall, Ge! Hushuan said chillingly, Quiet! Enough of the disgusting display of brotherly love. Open your eyes and see where you are. No one will be moved by you here. Unexpectedly, Shivudu puked out mouthfuls of blood. He suddenly leapt to his feet and grabbed Fushu Qingxuan's neck. Shilian was stunned, feeling his breathing stop and blood rushing to his head. Shu Qingxuan gasped. Ge? Shu Wudu said through gritted 
blood covered teeth. Ching Xuan, I can't leave you alone like this. If I die, there's no way you'll be able to survive in this world. So you might as well come with me. Then he exerted more strength in his hands and gripped harder. Shi Qingxuan's sight was going dark and dying groans were escaping from his throat. Xielin was shocked to the core. Was the Lord Watermaster really going to strangle Lord Windmaster to death? Suddenly, the pressure on his throat disappeared. Fresh air poured in and Shi Qingxuan coughed unceasingly from the choking, finally catching his breath. Hsuan was standing right next to him, and it was he who had ripped off Shavudu's two arms from the elbows down that had been previously wringing Shuqingshuan's neck. He said coldly, Did I give you a third path? With his two forearms torn off, Shavudu was spurting blood like a fountain, yet he started laughing uproariously. Khushwan tossed the forearms aside like they were trash. What are you laughing about? He asked. Shudu waved those empty blood-soaked long sleeves and said, I'm laughing at you. I'm laughing at you thinking you've got the upper hand. Do you think that you've finally taken your revenge after enduring for so many years? Does it feel good? Seeing you broken like this, it does feel good, Khushwan said. Is that right, Shavudu said. Then let me tell you, I feel good, too. He used those broken arms that were bleeding profusely to tug Khushwan's collar. He said, because I see the you right now, who is so filled with rage, so filled with suffering, so filled with hate. Yet, you are still powerless in bringing your family back. You are still nothing more than a ghost in the gutters of the shadows. Be as mad as you want, they're long gone. But me and my brother, we've lived for so long and we've been heavenly officials for hundreds of years. Even if he can't be one any longer, even if he can't live anymore, he still profited. I'm still the victor so I feel even better than you. He laughed. The more he listened, the more Hushwan's pale face dropped, as if a cold, barren land had poured with ghost fire. Suddenly, the air in the chamber dropped steeply in temperature. Shi Qingxuan was terrified to the core and croaked with a hoarse voice. Stop talking. Can you please stop talking? Girl, my God, what are you saying? What nonsense are you spewing? Khushan whipped out his hand and choked Shavudu's neck. Have you no remorse? he asked. Shavudu laughed wildly and said, Remorse? Humph, what a joke. And to think you're a supreme ghost king, the ship sinking. Blackwater, you want to talk to me about remorse? Let me tell you, there is no such thing. Shi Qingxuan wailed, and Shi Wudu continued 
with his head held high. Everything I have today, I fought for myself. I will fight for what I don't have. I will change fate that I don't possess. My fate is up to me and not the heavens. This was the first time that Shillian had heard this interpretation of my fate is up to me and not the heavens. And he was blown away. Khushwan also burst out laughing, sounding like his eyes were opened to a new world by Shavudu's unshakable tenacity in refusing to admit his wrongs. His expression was growing more and more frightening, and Shuqingshuan broke down. He said, Gogo, I beg you, I beg you please stop talking, please shut up, help. However, Shavudu's smug arrogance was undaunted. He said, Qingshuan, Gogo will go ahead first. I will wait for you down below. He laughed again. Before he finished his sentence, Khushan placed his hand over his head and gripped his hair. Shu Qingshuan's soul was going to leave his body. The iron chains banged and clanged against the wall madly as he shouted, Ming Xiong, Ming Xiong, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're the ones who sinned. We're the ones who are wrong. It's my fault. My brother only did what he did because of me. My brother's gone mad. He's crazy. Can't you see? I, you, you. He wanted to beg, to pray for mercy, but his pleas wouldn't leave his lips, and he could only use his eyes to out. Khushan watched him, and in a fleeting moment, he seemed to have remembered something. He calmed and stopped. Seeing this, it was like there was a thread of hope. And Shu Qingxuan let out a breath of relief, tears finally rolling down. But before he could speak, he heard Khushan's cruel voice. You've called the wrong person. Then his hand shot up and wrenched Shirudu's head from his neck. With the head separated from the body, blood erupted from the clean breach of Shirudu's neck, spraying far onto Shuqingshuan's body and face. Finally, Shuqingshuan couldn't take it anymore and he started screaming like he was crazy. To see a headless corpse stand without collapsing, this madman found it extremely interesting. They were all crazed with delight, spinning around him in circles, their bare feet smearing bloody footprints all over. They clapped and cheered as they spun. Yo, 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 he's dead, he's dead. Dead, dead, they giggled wildly. Shuqingshan screamed for who knows how long. He screamed until it felt like his soul and spirit had fled, and he couldn't remember when he had stopped. When he regained his awareness, he was already a lifeless heap on the blood-soaked floor. Khushan was standing not far from him, with Shavudu's head, still with eyes round and wide, 
dangling from his hand. He was looking down on Ching Xuan, watching from above. A moment later, He Xuan asked blandly, Do you have anything else you want to say? Shi Qingxuan's eyes were dead. His gaze was unfocused as he stared at that row of urns upon the altar before him and those two shredded fans on the ground. It was a long time before he mumbled, I want to die. He Xuan said coldly, Dream on. Then he extended a hand toward him and Shi Qingxuan closed his eyes. At the same time, Shilin's soul was suddenly yanked out and thrust upward. When he fell back down and reopened his eyes, he was lying limply in the embrace of a red-clad man. With one hand gently grasping his chin, Ho Chang was kissing him deeply. No wonder Shilin felt the spiritual power supporting the soul-shifting spell was slipping away so rapidly. It turned out that Ho Chang had used the fastest and most effective way to suck out all the powers that he lent Shilian and successfully brought Shilian's soul back into his own body. Thank you.